forever. Dog. Okay, okay, okay. The only code open I can truly think of, okay, <laughs> that I was inspired by this movie is relatives that I feel like do shicey stuff because they're your family. Mm-hmm. But if they were your friends, you'll get rid of them. Like, you know, in this movie, I feel like the dad was doing a lot of weird stuff. And I got a cousin. I hope he's listening. This nigga <laughs> need to know. I only oh hear from God. him. No, I mean <laughs> in a good way. I only hear from him when it's like a want. Like, don't even, you know, like just, just hit me up to say what's up. You know what I mean? How's my day going? Happy birthday. Don't send me uh-huh. no scripts. Don't send me no scripts, man. Oh, yeah. I don't know Zendaya. If I knew Zendaya Tyler Perry, you would see me in photos with Zendaya Tyler Perry. You know what I'm saying? Lord have mercy. I feel fortunate that any bit of that that I've gotten has only been like kind like half joking, you know, so that I don't have to act I don't have to engage with it in a serious manner. I have a <laughs> my uncle, my uncle Martin has for quite some time now has said Hey man, if you ever get famous, the only thing I'm gonna ask of you is that you take me to the Playboy Mansion. That's it. But I, <laughs> when it happens, when you get invited, you have to take me. And I was like, there you okay. Go. Like, I don't sure, think that's I don't sure. think that's a thing anymore. I feel like I know. I mean, Hugh's gone. Yeah. But I, yeah. I'm sure it's. I don't know. Is it still a thing? I don't know. I don't know if the maybe it's a museum now. It's like a museum. Yeah, there you go. It's just a like museum, museum or just. Bunny costumes. It's very funny no. though, asking you <laughs> to take <laughs> like exactly. Yeah. It's very and, and 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 reminder that the this version of me that he said that to is an even purer version than the form <laughs> that I am now. Wait, wait, wait. like I've done some shit. <laughs> wait, 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 like, hold I'm on, done. time out. That was a that was a whole different thing. That was the purer version of me. Like, who is this person? <laughs> who is it? What? No, I mean, look, guys, you know, if I get on, I have a list of people, okay, in a in a particular order, one being the ones I have to help, and it goes down from there, you know? My cousins are at the b- bottom of this. Okay, well, nobody thinks I'm going to help them at all. No one no one in my family has asked me for any... <laughs> <laughs> you have someone in your family that will probably always be more famous than you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Oh no! I guess that's true. I didn't think about. I actually aim higher. Aim higher. I didn't think about that. (laughs) Bray, no. Bray instantly goes to this thing that 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 he never thinks about. Listen, James. I never remember that you have a famous relative because I just know you, James. Who's this relative? Oh, listen. Jessica Williams is my cousin. Oh, cool. Two dope queen. <laughs> one dope queen. That's true. I, they're cool. probably going to her for stuff. I'll ask yeah. her what kind of things people are asking her about. You know. <laughs> they're like, hey, you you know Harry Potter. You know? Like, right. go, actually, no, no, I don't. I mean, it's, it's the same universe, but this is actually prequels. And you know what? It's a whole thing. Let's not get into it. <laughs> That's okay. I have a it's specific okay, car request. That's about it on my my end. A specific, a specific car. car. Oh, buy this car. Specific car, yes. What kind of what car? Kind of car? Can, can you can you say? It was in like an eighties movie, so it's like a hot rod in an eighties movie. I need to get the exact model down. I can see it. It's red. The exact model. The Ferris Bueller car. Like a not not a Corvette or a Ferrari or a Porsche. Oh, oh. 
Beverly Hills Cop. Oh. There was the car that Eddie Murphy. In the second yes. one. Yes. I think yes. that. Yeah. The second that. one. From the second one. Yeah, that that he makes yeah. Paul Reiser drive around. Oh, yes. that's <laughs> a nice car. That, yes. that car is a beauty. Wait. So you're like, give your uncle that car. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, you got to <laughs> get him that. You Misha, got just, to just give you know, him stop. No, that. No, don't do it again. Don't. Beauty. Just so you know, st- stop. Stop. We have a guest. John do that, right? keeps trying to say the <laughs> title of the movie. What? John, so we don't have to do that. You don't have to. I knew you were going to say what? the car's What do you beauty. mean? You I knew, knew what? you were going to say that. Have you guys seen this car from Beverly Hills Cop 2? What's the Have you seen the car? <laughs> what's the car, right? No, describe What's the make and model of the car? car. Oh. <laughs> yeah, tell me listen, more about the car as you Google. Listen, I know it's a red convertible. You know what I mean? Oh, don't help him. Nice. Don't help him. sleek. Right? Nah. It's a red convertible, right? You know, yeah, it's got, you yeah. got the top bat, you know, uh-huh. it's like nice and polished. It's a beauty. It's a, it's a, it's a car. I'm uh, furious. You know, sometimes when you do that transition, it, it hurts my heart. It makes me, makes me a little sad, you know? Yeah, baby. I think it actually is a Ferrari. I think I, you know, anyway. I don't care, Bray. Just start the show. Oh, right. Let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drum Milligan, Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Yes, sister. Mm. You got the pearls <laughs> on today. Mm-hmm. Got hey. them pearls on, yes. Wow. The, the pastor, <laughs> his voice didn't sound right. like that. His voice was like, what? Yes, the sister. What? His voice is different pastor. That's a different that's movie. Not, yo, when he's helping her, he's like, that's not him, yo. That, you're taking the voice, the voice yeah. from the guy from, from Roscoe Jenkins. And yes. you're trying to instill that into this. My opening bit from now on will be a preacher. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't even care how the preacher sounds in the in the movies. He's gonna be like that guy. It's not quite it. Inspiring. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> oh my god. Because that's the because that's the energy that Juan Carlos thought he had. He was like, look at look at, you know, he kept looking at him like this man is trying to come on to my wife <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. He saw a threat. I can't believe you didn't do. I can't believe you. The line that you should have done was should have <laughs> cut me my check. <laughs> <laughs> this man is on yeah. his deathbed. You mean the line I the the line I hated maybe the most out of any other <laughs> line in the movie. <laughs> Pay me my money. Let's. We're not there yet, John. We're not. All right. There. All right. That's the end. Yes. Got it. Got it. We're not there yet. For those of you who are listening to us for the first time, this is a film review podcast. Yeah. We actually review the films of leading mm-hmm. black actors. Say That's it again. Right. We, we talk about them in the, in the context of diversity in Woo! Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> some diversity. Mm. If you're wondering, hey, there's a, there's a few of you. Who, whose voice is, which voice is which, you know? No one's wondering. And you're Wait, like, what, what's no. this voice that I'm listening to? No one's now, wondering Now, what's this. the voice that sounds like Pure goodness, you know the Swindles. voice that sounds like you're gonna take. If the there check. were two brothers and one mm. was evil, 
and the other mm-hmm. was good. This, this is the good one. one. You know what I mean? This is able. Somebody. You know? Left one if, if you're wondering whose voice is that, that's my. That's Jonathan Braylock. <laughs> and, and, the, and, the, and the devil on the shoulder, the one that was hating the whole time, you know, the one that was just like, you know, just that voice is... No, no, no. The voice... <laughs> The voice of, uh, stop making me laugh. The voice of honesty and truth, okay? The one that's not going to steal your check like that first voice would. The one no. that if you're on the side mm. of the road, he's going to pull over and say, damn, that's fucked up. That's the first voice. This voice will help you out. Not that very is helpful. It, it, I'm helpful. That is a dry <laughs> milligan. Mm-hmm. And this voice, this voice that is beauty and grace and <laughs> Miss United States. In a James oh, the third. What? I don't know what that last Okay. Yeah, 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 know. Yeah, it, it was a okay. deep cut. It was a deep okay. cut. Okay, we have a special guest. Okay, today. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Let me get okay, my drums ready. Now, very different voice. Very oh, you want to do drums? I get to I get to do the drums. Okay. All right. All right. No, first off, <clears throat> this is a special not everybody gets to have these drums, by the way. Just so you know. Thank you. Okay. For, yeah, first welcome. no, don't thank him. For, first off, you're right, I haven't no, heard them yet. Don't thank him. I don't regret that. Thank you. All right, These here we go. Be trash. Here, here, I hope they trash. Yeah, here we go. Damn, these drums sound real good. God damn it. <laughs> damn, these drums sound good. All right. Actress, model, Misha Brooks. Well, hey, yo, first off, producer Melissa, please cut Braylock's mic off when he was doing those drums. <laughs> Never let it happen again. Never let it happen again. But Welcome. you know, I appreciate it. Thank you. First, just so you yeah, know, yeah. okay, I usually do the drums and they're fantastic. Man, but they're John, not. I don't know about that. They're just they're Wait, not. I we got. They just I'm haven't sorry. heard such <laughs> a genuine appreciation for Wait. a drum roll as we've got today. Well, I'm not going to go now because you did your drums, and I don't want to okay. compete. Yeah. First My impression drums. already went. Yeah. Well, th- thank Misha, you. thank you so much for being. Thank you. For the record, my drums are great. Okay, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, next time. Listen. You can do the end drum roll. There's there we go. Ending. Yeah, there you go. That Don't it is this. appropriate for the end. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Once everyone's turned off the podcast. All right. Okay. <laughs> Guys, all right. Listen, <laughs> we're here to review a film, and the film we are reviewing today is the 2022 Netflix movie, Beauty. Beauty. Okay. Beauty. It stars Gracie Marie Bradley, Giancarlo Esposito. Sharon Stone, Niecy Nash, Joey Badass is in it for a bit. He is. I know. I know. This movie doesn't have a box office because it was released on Netflix. It debuted at Tribeca Film Festival. It does have a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, but that's the critic score. Damn, a 20? Okay. Yeah, that's the critic score. The audience score. Well, people people probably didn't see it. People probably didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, audience, yeah. the audience score is 0%. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> oh, no. That just means there's been no... <laughs> Wait. There's does been no reviews. Mean, does that mean there's, there's no, no reviews? reviews? There's no audience. Fewer, fewer than 50 ratings. Okay. Is what... See? See? That's not that... See? Yeah. We learned something. I didn't know that. We're, we're going to get people to watch it. People gonna watch yeah. it now. You yeah, know? people will watch it because of our review. And, and to be fair, it has a it has three point nine stars out of ten on IMDb. Out of ten, why you say it like First that? Of, like, why you say it? Wait, what? Three out of five. I was like, wait, three what? Three out of five, not bad. Wait, what? I was like, I, you, oh no, I was. Oh wait, what I do? You know what you did? You know what you did? Got our hopes up. This is dashed them. Yeah. 
You know what? Let's wow. not do this. Hey, I'm just I'm reading the. Re- I, this is not me. <laughs> tell, this is other. Just tell him what the people. movie's about, John. Okay. Stop. Yes. Just tell this him. This movie's about a young singer. Her name is Beauty. Okay, she's on the brink of a promising career, and but she has a very you know domineering father who and a mom who is maybe jealous of her success and two brothers one of which just wants to do whatever daddy says and the other who's kind of on her side but doesn't really talk to her much and she has a kind of not so hidden girlfriend who has to be hidden in in order for her career to manifest so that is the that is the film it's about not it's about an hour and a half you ain't got to do all this. What are you doing? Okay. <laughs> it takes place in 1980-ish. Yeah. Oh, is that when it was? I was trying to figure it out. Was it the 80s? I thought it was, a, I thought it was the 70s. It was like 70s and then leads into 80s. Oh, and then it got it. 80s when she makes her debut. Her debut? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, Did I miss it? There was a John Lennon rest in peace sign. I don't Right. Know. If there was a title card, there you go. That's how you knew. A lot of things about this film aren't subtle, but the year, the date was, I feel like, was a little subtle. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? Like, you didn't have to say <laughs> John James, I know we usually let our, our guests go first for their initial thoughts, but I but I feel I feel like I need to go first, if that's okay. Wow. You, oh, you wow. need to go first? I feel, I feel like I have to this do this first, if that's new. okay. Please, please, please go first, yes. For my initial thoughts, I would like to formally give an apology, okay, to everyone. Because I suggested this movie. It wasn't John Braylock, okay? Because I know he suggests most of the movies that we don't like. It wasn't him, all right? It was, it was right, me. Well, you don't it like most Gerard, movies. It was me, Gerard Milligan, okay? I watched this movie. My life flashed before my eyes, okay? In a way that I was like, is this movie good? And I was like, I don't think it is. I was like, this movie has a message. But I was like, man, if I see another black person in blue light, I think I'm going to lose it. Because at the moonlight, everybody, every black person got to be in blue. And I'm like, you know, we got other colors that we look good in. Purples. We look good in some maroon. You know, a little dark green. I thought the story was very heavy-handed at times. The, the storytelling, it felt, it felt like there was dialogue. But I was like, but is there a dialogue? And then the choice. Honestly, I thought this movie is about, I don't know, the, the model industry or something. But then when it became about a musician and we never heard her sing, I was throwing off. So I'm sorry, y'all. That's why I wanted to go for it. I just wanted to get that out. So that's my initial review. Don't ask me how I feel about it, John. I'm just saying I'm sorry. That's it. I just want to get your it Your review is your, your sorry I mean, about it. Yes. I would like to formally apologize this, to everyone. This feels worse. <laughs> what do you mean? I yeah, didn't say... That's... No, I'm just saying apology. I'm sorry. Like, people... I am, I am adult enough to say I should have listened to our producer, <laughs> Melissa... <laughs> Who who gave me the, the the eyes was like for real and I was like hell yeah and now I feel very sorry I didn't listen to her. That's you all. You are apologizing that you suggested people watch the film and you're and you don't think that says anything about what you feel about. The <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about, John. I'm just saying I'm I am sorry because I know the type of movies my friends want to watch, so I feel bad. That's okay. all. I'm saying. Okay. You know their tastes, and so you apologize because you know their tastes. Misha, you get it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for understanding and connecting the dots. Melissa, are we going to be able to release this episode? I don't know. (laughs) I'm not going to say nothing bad. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to say I'm done. I said I'm I'm done. What am I going to do? Misha, would you like to go next? Would you like to 
I will go next. So I would say this film is very layered. There was a lot. There was a lot that was fit into it on many levels. I things that I really appreciated. I'm gonna start there. The visually, it was beautiful. There is some really lovely, uh, kind of like the vignettes and flashbacks and how they use that, the sound design and kind of paying homage to all the the greats that are coming before Beauty, which are obviously singers that we all recognize. That was really lovely. You should try to get a job. I feel I feel what you're doing. <laughs> you're doing, you're I'll smart. You're you smart. She's saying her initial <laughs> hey. piece sounds she, like her initial smart. thoughts. Her you smart as hell. Gerard, That's right. It sounds like her initial thoughts. That's I'm what sorry, it sounds like. Either, I was I was I was paying attention, you know, so I was like, those those are nice. However, my end feeling at the movie was I felt a bit empty because I felt so obviously beauty is the name of this character, but I was thinking initially what came to mind is Whitney Houston and her career. And I was also trying to think, I think the time matches up pretty well. And right. So I think there's a, there's a parallel that's happening there. And I know that now since her passing, it's come out that she potentially did have a, a female lover having this relationship I don't know 100% all the details about it, but I do know that that is something that's been talked about. And so that's maybe that this is an opportunity to kind of share that. However, I don't know if it came with like, if it was the, the a directorial choice or an actor's choice, but I basically beauty, I did not, I was not invested in her career. I did not see the, the magic that everyone was drawn to. And also just like didn't, yeah, I didn't see where a lot of the like drama was warranted and like the big kind of like, okay, now we're going to murder your her girlfriend. And now, oh, we didn't murder her. Okay, that's fine. So it kind of just like put in all these different layers and even like the the parents, like they're, they're supposed to be like, you know, they're godly people, but then we find out that, you know, they're not, and not everything's as it seems. And so like the father's potentially like cheating on the, the mother. And so he's not as, as godly as he should be. And then we see like, yeah, it was just, there's a lot. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. Mm-hmm. That was a nice way to say it empty, but I just said, yeah. sorry. I feel like, I feel like we said the same thing, but you know. Well, not at all. <laughs> not sure if that's true. <laughs> do, do you want me to go, James? Or you want, Please, do you after, want to after you, Bray, after you. I think this film is perhaps ambitious in its what in the mm-hmm. in the way that it's trying to construct a narrative. You know, it is about a singer. We never hear her sing. It is kind of about Whitney Houston. It's not, but the character is not Whitney Houston. There are a lot of moments in the film where the action kind of just stops, and then it just ke- and then it goes. You know, there's characters. Characters, you know, like the brothers are named Hain and Abel. And mm-hmm. is that what their name is? Yeah, oh. and the gay bar is called Sinners. Gay mm. bar is called Sinners, and the and the the white lady music producer's name is Col- <laughs> Colonizer. So you know, I feel like the and then it's all it's ostensibly also about a a, a lesbian romance that we almost never actually get to see it's like we see see not we see scenes with them together and they certainly talk but it's like 
the actual like romantic part and the physical kind of connection is like reduced to like gazes and like cuddles at the at most you know so it's like it's like i think it's like in a way it's like trying to like say like this had to be hidden and we're gonna keep it hidden for the movie like everything about the movie feels like it's a metaphor but not like but like a very blatant metaphor you know just quietly trolling the initial thoughts <laughs> no is that is that the rest of your initial thoughts yeah, so, you so, what, so what you're saying right so, what, so, so, so no so i say you, well all that it? being said you know i think as with a lot of ambitious endeavors ambitious it you does not never, quite never call reach movie. the destination <laughs> this this you know it doesn't quite reach it but it gave it a it, it, it's, it's People definitely try. Misha, let me tell you something right now. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this podcast for like six years. This black man ain't never called no film ambitious. And I ain't <laughs> never heard him say ambitious one hey, time. And no. he said it didn't quite reach. Re- you know what? You're trying, you're, trying to, you're trying to get work too. Let me, let me, I'm going to learn from y'all. Okay. I'm going to learn from y'all. No, you, you hey, James, it's James' initial thoughts. <laughs> Expressing the truth. You know, and the truth just We're so giving our initial thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> nah, the truth is, nah, the truth don't set you free. Mm-mm, not in Hollywood. <laughs> I think a lot of great points have been said so far. And, you know, and so the first thing that I will say is this would have been a great play. Like if this, if this were off, if the exact text with the exact like multimedia, like, you know, cutting to different, you know, seeing the different cuts of the scenes and stuff that they did, all of that stuff, you know, uh, and the, 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 just the dialogue and the, the, the subtext of everything and the, and the weight of everything and the, and the brothers being named Cain and Abel. I can see the New York Times. I can see Ben Brantley losing his mind <laughs> over, over this on, on the stage. So, so I'll first say that. I also just have a question for clarity. We don't see Abel again after they fight, right? No, you don't. You... Oh, wait, no, we do. We, no. I feel oh, like very, no, right. very no, right. briefly. Oh, no, do when? I don't think no, you do. Right. I, so here's, here's my thing. This is why I think it, it's, a fun, it's a fun play, right? With the brothers being named Cain and Abel, and then we don't see that other brother anymore. It's like, did, did Cain kill Abel? You know what I mean? Did he? Did he kill him? And there's all of that stuff, you know? And so it's just like, it's like, it's like, wow. Like, like I could, I can see myself in college in American drama being like, yes, Lena Waite's latest play would, would, okay. Watching now. And so, yes. So (laughs) I'll say that first watching it on screen. It, I felt like I was being aggressively shown like this, this art, the like art of this moment, the weight of this moment, in a in a way that was not pleasing to me. So, so, and, oh. and. Oh, that was so, that was so beautifully said. That, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, it's not, it was not a movie for me. I thought the acting was really good. Not every movie has to be for every person. Sure. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, I don't like how really y'all good. I thought it looked, I thought it looked great. I thought it looked great. It looks so. <laughs> it looks yeah. like Moonlight. You know, and right. and there was a point. There was a point when best picture winner, which is a beautiful, yeah, best picture winner, best picture winner, mm-hmm. <laughs> well deserved. <laughs> there was a point where Kat said to me, "It just feels like a, you know, it just feels like an art film. You know, or like every scene is an art piece." And I was like, you know, and to their credit, there aren't a lot of black movies like this. Like there aren't a lot of like just sort of like 
you know, slow, like, let's, let's, it's what, you know, what people were saying about Beale Street, you know, like, wow, like, we just sort of are sitting on these black faces. And I've never seen a black face like that. You know, it gave me, it gave me that energy. Beale Street is also a movie that I, that I did not like, right? Another movie by a, by a great art tour that I just was, was, it was not for me. So that's, that's what I'll say. I mean, like, you know, it's it sucks that I have to talk about this for another night, you know, for however long the rest of this podcast is, because I would rather not. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> wow, that's, but, you that's know, a, that, it, took, it took a turn. No, just I would ra- I would just rather not say much more. But there is a lot to it and there is a lot to, to dive into. So so let's get into it. You know, See, it's going to be a positive experience because you know what? You know what, everyone? This movie got made. And at the end of the day, that's a win. You know, it's undeniable that it got made. Yeah, man, we watched <laughs> it. Like we all were in our separate homes, and we could click to a channel, and it came on. And for That's ninety right. minutes, we were like, "Look Netflix. at this!" Yeah, it made it to Netflix. You know, number I one just, streaming service. Is it number at one? At least still? in terms, it, 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 at least I think it still has the most subscribers. Okay, that's cool. That's Not cool. for long, but you know, I think it still holds that title. <laughs> but I will say, the- sorry, no, I'm saying not for long, just because other other services. <laughs> Do you know something we don't? <laughs> I know what you got. What juice you got, Playboy? Yeah, are you are you organizing a mass exodus from <laughs> of subscribers from Netflix? I know. I do. I will say this off break before we get into it. I do think, like everyone said, it is very beautiful. Uh, the director Andrew, I think, was like a big photographer i was googling him he's in yeah he's like a pretty well-known nigerian photographer so i think that's why like a lot of like the black skin and things look so cool and he drip he like people were in shadow a lot but you still kind of could see them which i thought was very interesting because it's very hard to do with blacker skin see i thought he you know i thought he did his thing when it came to you know the directing you know i was like look at you yeah that's why i'm at yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember exactly how it starts because I, I know there's the I know the first like real scene we get is with Beauty and her and her girlfriend and yes, Abel. Jazz. Yes, they're in the they're jazz in the bedroom. Is the girlfriend. They're in the bedroom. They're in the bedroom. They're smoking, and smoking ganja. They're smoking. Yeah, yeah, reefer. Sorry, that's what they call it, the reefer. <laughs> I thought it was a cigarette at first, but it was the reefer. Was one a cigarette and the other a reefer? Because she was like, "Let me get yours." Yeah. Yeah. Cigarette first, then reefer. And then also, like, later when when the dad hugs them, he says, you smell like Reefa, boy, but, like, doesn't say that to, to them. I know. I thought that was strange. It's confusing, though, because they would all smell like it, even if they weren't all smoking it. I think know? that was I think that was intentional, to be fair. Right. Because right. he like, hates I'm, gonna, I'm not going to blame my... Right. I'm not going to blame my little angel yet. Yeah. yeah I yeah. always wonder, like, is that a... Oh, wait. Oh, James. James and John. You, you both have sisters. Like, do you guys feel that, like family members treated your sisters like more what's the word innocently than they treated you like you were delicately boy? yeah delicately yeah than than you because you guys were boys that did not happen in my house <laughs> it didn't it didn't that didn't i happen. think it i think it kind of did because you're the older sibling right bray it's hard to say yeah it's like i would say i feel like my sister pushed the boundaries further than I did so I don't I don't know and I don't remember her necessarily getting in more trouble than me so I feel like there was a little bit more leniency but I wasn't really 
I didn't, I wasn't really comparing myself. Like I wasn't like, Oh, how come Kim, like Kim gets away with everything? You know, I wasn't, I wasn't like, I wasn't doing, I wasn't doing those like actual comparisons in my head. I just remember being shocked at certain, like t- being like, Whoa, like, I can't believe she did that. You know, I could never, you know, but not in like a jealous way, not in like a, you know, and, and to be fair, it doesn't seem like at least Abel is jealous of his sister in this movie. The, the one thing about this movie that's really hard is that we don't really get fully fleshed out characters. And I, I don't think the movie was trying to give us fully fleshed out characters. You know, I think that's part of its ambition. So I don't understand exactly what we're supposed to feel until like they t- until they explicitly tell us which they do sometimes yeah weirdly enough i feel like the least fleshed out character was beauty like i think with the father like the father obviously he's you know kind of the, the villain if we're gonna have a villain in the film and then we do get a, a hint of redemption in the in on his deathbed when he explains why he is the way he is and then of course we get the whole come me the check come me my check great line Right, <laughs> but <laughs> great. Line. I think you're right that the I think the father is probably the most fleshed out of all the characters, mm-hmm. and yeah. the, the mom coming in the close, mom. close second. Oh wow! Right, and then but even so, I'm like I'm compelled. Like I was compelled to watch Jazz like as a character. I was compelled to the other ones. What was interesting is that there's also a bit of a like literally there's so many so many themes are put in like the, the whole commentary on like half siblings. I think Kane is a Kane is a half sibling, so he's not that's his that fault. The father's not his father, and and so we have that element added as well. That scene when it when when he's like, I can predict your future, and he predicts Abel's future, and then he can't predict Kane's future again. A stellar scene on stage. You would be, <laughs> theater audiences would be losing their minds about the dad predicting. Okay, sorry, I just had to. No, did, you're making sense. What you said made me think of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a, it's, a, it's a talkie. Yeah, it's definitely a talkie. Because you know what the thing is? It was a talkie, but it wasn't a talk. Like, I. Yeah, that's true, too. Misha, hearing you say that about beauty, that makes so much sense because as I'm thinking back to, like, she has so many different moments where. The whole Joy Badass relationship, I genuinely don't understand. I don't know if my my male brain doesn't get it, but I was like, I genuinely didn't understand. That was, that's much later in the film, but I I will say how I understood it, except it wasn't, it wasn't explained this way. So I was also kind of confused. I thought she was just using him as like a beard. Is that the appropriate term? I don't know if that term is actually only used yeah, for- Yeah, I don't know if it works for- but but but, Gay, I think. but but my thing is she wasn't promo- it it felt yeah we'll get to that part but i guess I wait, so it's a co- or a cover like it's yes, a, cover, a cover yeah the cover I thought so boyfriend. what's the inverse oh uh, because i was yeah because i was so confused because yes at the very beginning when we see her and jasmine and they're like smoking and like kissing and stuff and then her brother climbs through her window which i was confused at first i thought it was i didn't know who this dude was until he had his speech about like, when we live in this house, you know, we're still kids. But I guess he was, it wasn't late. So I was like, why did he not come up the steps? It was just, they were just little things that I was like, I don't know why, but cool. Like, I still thought that was cool. You know, I thought, I actually thought the actor was really good. I thought that brother like played innocent, oh, played fun. 
Oh, go ahead. You're talking about the guy who played Abel? Abel, yeah. Because at the beginning when he Got comes it, yeah, in, yeah. I thought he was like so chill. Yeah, he's very charming. Yeah, I was like, I like this dude. So I kind of went Misha in the sense that I don't, I try, I looked at Gracie's IMDb and it seems like she was a child actor. I guess she's very young, right? How old is she? Seems like she's not that old. Let's see. She is 23. Yeah, she's pretty young. I think one of the reasons that it felt like the father and the mother had a lot of character depth or like were a little more fleshed out is because the actors are very seasoned and experienced and very, very good. I think that like I could put so much meaning into everything John Carlos Esposito was saying because he so clearly did his homework and had the subtext. It was like carrying himself like you were like, oh, this dude's got a story. And even when he wasn't saying it, I believed there was other there was something else to it. There was all this other stuff happening. And I think you're right in the sense that Jazz felt the same way. Like we never really we didn't get her backstory at all. We have no idea what like what her home life is like what like we we know that she's not christian and she's obviously like a barely closeted lesbian i mean like not really even closeted but but like understands the understands the game of that to a degree and she talks back to the dad which is like whoa you know what i mean i was like what's go i was like what gave her the confidence to do that you know but but the but the actress put so much into it that I don't know. It just felt like, oh, there's something there. Whereas beauty, I didn't really feel that. And, you know, I didn't really recognize this until maybe like an hour or so into the film. But there was like one scene where she was like saying something. And I was like, oh, I don't know if she's, I don't know if this, this actress has had quite the experience yet to carry, to, to, to create that character life without it like, being present in the script. Well, I feel you know like I mean? she she mm. probably could have. It just felt like, you know, now thinking about it under this lens, I feel like so many things were happening to her. And then every now and then she would get an opportunity to, to say something, but it would come so out of left field that it was hard. I think it would be hard for any performer to do that. Like, oh yeah. Like there was so much backstory to Giancarlo and Nisi Nash. But like when it came to her, we we never had her with a monologue saying, I want this, I deserve this. Right. It would just be, exactly. I think I'm good. I'll be great. And it's, yeah, they didn't give, they, they never gave her a reason to think she was great. Um, even at mm-hmm. one point, you know, you know, she's talking to her mom. She has her mom say it. And later at the end, when Joy Badass comes, she has Jasmine say why she's great to Joy Badass. Like she doesn't say the stuff herself, which is so tricky because it almost feels like it takes away the power that this character should be holding. You know what I mean? Like, if, the, if, this, if this Black woman is as talented and as good as, like, well, will be as groundbreaking as she is, it felt like you didn't see, yeah, like you said, her... Well, to Bray's earlier point, I feel like that, now that we're talking about it in this way, like, that that was intentional as well, right? Like, she was this person that everyone... You, you put things on this person, right? Like, who they are is whatever you are, are put, projecting onto them or, 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 you know, you know, that's also why the movie has an open-ended ending and all of that stuff. It's like, it's like, you know, we don't, we don't really know who she is or what she, or what she wants. We just have a bunch of ideas about that. Right. And I, I think 
I was I, the only thing that, that to add to that. I'm wondering if like if it was like an intentional performance choice, whether it was the actor, pe- the it was the vision all along. I don't know, but in doing that, like it's this you're creating out yeah, this character who's doesn't have power. Even when she tries to rebel and stand up, I'm not. You don't buy it, right? You're just kind of like, oh, that's not great. But then it, you sacrifice the movie in a way because you're not invested. That's my thing. Is that the reason I don't feel like it was intentional, at least on the at least on the actor's part, and I'm I'm not I'm not trying to discredit this actor. I think that it's hard because it it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of I'm just uh, coming from a from a like you know freaking acting conservatory POV, right? Like it's like it's a lot of work to create so much character for yourself like that's not really present in the script you have to make choices and then she would also have to figure out if those choices align with the director's vision you know i'm not sure how much lena was involved during the product i mean she could have been very involved or she could not you know who knows except for the people who made this movie but i do think that you have to make certain even when your character is because her character is supposed to be that person right because if she is you know a kind of like surrogate for Whitney Houston, then she is supposed to be somebody who's like allowing other people to kind of dictate what her life is going to be while also being like fiercely talented and phenomenal. But the thing and like clearly having some sort of confidence in that in that talent, but you still have to know and like Whitney is still a real person like and she still had desires, whether they manifested themselves or not, whether she actually got to choose or, or you know, was pushed to one way or another. It's she still had things that she wanted. And I feel like to your point, Misha, like, even when we get her like standing up to her dad, it was it just felt it just that scene to me was flat because I was like, I don't I don't believe you because I also don't really even know what you want. There's the there's another scene where she's like talking about where her mom, that Neeson, Neeson Ash is warning her like, oh, this business will change you. Right. And she was like, it'll make you like it says something to the extent of like compromise your values or whatever. Like, it'll you know, it'll make you change who you are. And she was like, I, I know who I am. And I was like, okay, who are you though? Because I don't know who you are. <laughs> and I was like, and I don't know. And it doesn't feel like you actually do know who you are. Not just both the 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 person who was saying that and the actor. I was like, it just feels like nobody knows who this yeah. person is. Maybe it is too soon. Maybe yeah. you should wait the few years your mom told you to yeah. Also, how old was she at this point? Was she high school or like? What, do we know? Like, she said she was a woman, so I assume she had at least graduated high school okay. and was probably like eighteen, okay. nineteen. Yeah, I mean, it's so wild because, like, first off, I want to go back when Jazz in the house like goes in on Giancarlo in his own house. The fear I had in my soul of seeing someone yell at this old black man. Look, man, I've been kicked out of many a house for cutting my lip at black dudes. Like, I, I think I told you I was, I was uh, a girl that I was seeing in high school. I was in the fridge, was trying to get some water. The dad saw me and was like, what the fuck you doing in my fridge? And I was like, hey, man, I just want to get some water. She told me to get it, blah, blah. And I remember the, the guttural fear of like, hey, he is closer to the doorway than I am. How does this play out? <laughs> so to see her stand there and continue on i was like yo this is wild so this wild. this was the 
that was actually the point in the movie when I texted y'all. Why does why is every line like drowning in subtext and ire? Because there was so much happening. Up, up, we're we're only eight or nine minutes into the into the movie at this point, but but every character like hates another character like or has a has an opinion uh, such a strong negative opinion about one of the other characters that we've met in a way that feels when she's like when she talks out there in that moment and how you know the dad reacts like don't don't speak up over by my house or whatever it's just like how is this even allowed like how do we ever how do we ever see her in this house again like there's just right. no what you know it was and it feels that, it was confusing like, it was a confusing way to start yeah. it was so confusing it was confusing why because to me that kind of like that level of talking back to someone who you know doesn't like you already, you know, especially when you are, you are already fearful of who you are as a per, like living your your true self as a like person in the world. It felt like a scene that you would see when she thinks like they're about to move away together. You know what I mean? Like we're about to leave this place and I can say what I want to say. And it was like instead like the first, like almost the first scene. And she was like, and it was, and then it was like, well, what? What does she know that we do like how can how can the per- the man who literally w- meeting with a a white woman who at this point we don't know much about we never really know much about her but like like openly in front of this like this white woman be like tell his wife like don't make me have to slap you in front of this person <laughs> like someone who's willing to say that like would put up with that level of disrespect in the house mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. let her stay, stay at the tape like right. it's not like she it's threw a- her out right she, she left of her own accord i was like yeah. what yeah it I, yeah it there's was a so lot of confusing yeah there's a lot of like push i'm like a push and pull because like even before when they're going downstairs they mentioned like, oh, the mother always gives her like glares at her, glares at jazz. And then we're like, okay, cool. So that she has an issue with the mother. But then you sit down, you're like, okay, now she has an issue with the father. And then you're like, okay, now she got kicked out. Great. No, no, okay, never mind. She's just she feels safe enough to just like sit back down. So like maybe this happens all the time. I we don't I know. Don't know. I, it's like it, just thinking about the trajectory of the relationship between. Giancarlo, the dad, and Jazz, Jasmine. It is, how can I put it? Giancarlo, as we all know, plays a wonderful villain. I mean, Gus is one of the best villains of all time. But watching him in this, it was like almost too mustache twirly. Because I was like, I know he's supposed to be a villain. And I thought they were going to try to humanize him at one point just to be like, yo, there's a reason for this. And they kind of do it at the end with that speech, but he goes right back to being an asshole. I I think that he was trying, I feel like Giancarlo, the actor, was trying very hard to humanize this guy. And like, there were brief moments, like when he, when he first is like interacting with beauty and talking about like, I love, like, you know, like he, it does seem like he like genuinely cares and loves his daughter. And like that scene, like and then when he's talking to his sons, you understand you get to understand why. So this whole scene, there's this whole scene where he's talking to his sons and he's like, <laughs> the dialogue is like, "What kind of man are you? Like, what kind of man are you?" And then like Kane is like, "I'm just like you." And he's like, 
you think you're just like me, you know, please. And then he was like, I'll tell you what kind of man your brother is. Like, he's the kind of guy. And then he says, like, all this horrible stuff. And then you kind of, real, at least for me, I was like, you kind of realize, like, oh, he's actually really talking about himself. Like, he's talking about the person that he became and, like, and he's projecting it all onto his son, which is horrible. Which is like, you're going to be just like me, you know, which is kind of what the mom was doing too, right? Both both parents were, like, going to their, you know, same-sex same offspring and being like, you're not better than me, so you, your life will be just like my life. Instead of being like, I want your life to be better than my life, you know what you I know, mean? There is a thing I think that's happening in movies, I mean, whether it's live action or animation, where a lot of millennial creators are addressing generational, like, trauma and curses. Whereas, like, this movie is solely about these two parents have so much happening from, like, the dad not feeling worth and seeing how his dad had to work and never had nothing. From the mom, like, uh, I don't know if y'all, that, that, that documentary that came out, I want to say, well, it came out years ago, but it was, like, basically about all the background singers. Five feet. Five, five feet, feet from Starnum. Yeah, and it's, like, it's something about the people who are singing in the background, you know, that does something to you. And then I think about this all the time. I, I mean, I don't have kids, but I always think about, like, I am trying. I'm older. What happens if my kid comes out and I'm like, yeah, you should do this too. And then my kid pops at like 15. Shit. Like how, like how physically and mentally do you handle that? Because you got to support, but it also shows you what you never what happens if to. You're jealous of your kid in this way. Yeah, right, for sure. Right. And obviously, like, there's a lot of fear. Like, it's ominous throughout. And sometimes it's just with the shots. Like, it's the first appearance of the record per- whatever manager record label lady the colonizer yes. it's like behind the curtain and so i was like who is this like is she the baby mama is there a baby mama like is there like what is happening and right and then but there's just a lot of fear like the parents imposing fear on their children and kind of being like yeah we want you to make a lot of money and be successful but like i don't know if you're gonna be ready and i just may not work out for you and 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 that is something that's very interesting like i i, I will admit me and my parents have talked about it I, I don't know if this happened to anyone else but when it was time to move to la or move to new york my parents were not cool with it like they like entertainment is not what we do you know my parents came from the south like my mom you know her my parents are older than their 70s mid 70s my mom grew up picking cotton for a job my dad did too where, where like yeah it's like that was the job yeah pine level alabama oh see we were in we we're in st Stephen, south carolina you know and it's they were very fearful of almost something different of like new york la it'll eat you up like there's no guaranteed money like there's a lot of drugs you're black so it's like you gotta look out for the cops the people trying to rob you like my mom literally at one point was <laughs> I love her. I, I'm pretty sure you said it. She said it in a nice way. She was like, "Watch out for white women." She was like, "Don't let, don't get caught up in any of these things as you can't protect yourself." So seeing her parents try to protect her, I get it. I do, but it just felt like at one point they were just trying to profit off of her while trying to protect her. So the line was so blurred, you know. Like I was thinking about like people now when they have um, one of my old coworkers. Her son is very. He is now becoming a well-known actor, but I knew him when he was like six or seven. And I remember hearing the mom talking about putting him in acting things. Like, you would hear this kid complain about, like, ah, like, he audibly do it. And then, and now, again, he's getting successful, but it's one of those things where I'm like, I can't tell if that's even what he wanted, and now it's just become a thing, like, 
Of course I like it now, but that was a mom. I saw her do it. So these lines are so blurred, man. Yeah. And it's like the, there's that, it was like, what's interesting is like the timeline because they're like the manager came to her and said the same thing like 10 years ago. And you're like, wait, so maybe I was like, wait, the same manager. I was like, okay, well, there's like this whole, like, right. So there's a whole commentary on like the timing. It was like, the, she's ahead of her time, but I didn't know what it was about the the mother that she was ahead of her time. Well, I will right say, time, I do right? believe that a little bit with art sometimes. Like, like I would say, I'm old enough to say when I first started, Michael B wasn't popping. So no one cared about black people. Like I, I can openly be like, there were not a lot of black parts. It was like Michael B was on Parenthood as a drug dealer. Tristan Wilde was on 90210 as like a dude yeah. out of the hood. No, it's, it's it's totally believable. It's just that we don't know. and We don't know specific, like this movie. Here's the thing I will say is that this movie feels to me like when I was a freshman in college and I was being exposed to what was, what is maybe still called interpretive theater. There is a feeling <laughs> When you watch interpretive theater, where it's really hard to detect whether everything is being done with the utmost intention to provide some sort of reaction, or whether it's actually just people not trying that hard, and then trying to pass it off as like some sort of high-end art. Because there are parts of me that like look at this movie, and I'm like, this feels lazy. This feels like you didn't figure out what this was. So instead you just used like a stock, like, you know, like a stereotype and just plugged it in. And it's like, okay, I don't have to explain it. You all know what that is. And we're like, okay, yeah, we do. But what then why are we watching this then? Why not just watch all the other things that came before this that are exactly like it? You know, we've, and so specifically with the story of a burgeoning, you know, singer, even you can even say artist, but like, I'll just even as specific as singer, where they have parental figures, a figure of parental figures that don't support them, you know, like a, a, a romantic interest that like, it causes some sort of trouble and like, and then like, drug use, you know, like all of these things are familiar to us. So like, what's new about this? And if all it is, is just like, well, there's a lesbian story in it then it's like great but then i but then we barely got that you know what i mean so it feels it feel, you're, it's kind of like wait what what was the purpose of this sorry go ahead. yeah no no 100 no, percent. and like that's interesting is the the drug use part i was like okay because she was she was i think in pretty much every single scene she does something it makes me wonder because then i was like okay so the whitney houston thing then made i was like okay so we're predicting the future like when her mom said she ain't ready okay, so the future is that if she had waited a few more years, maybe then bad things wouldn't have happened. We don't see, obviously we never see Beauty's career, right? We never see her, we don't know how her performance went. No idea. But but we can, if we assume like she gets this great debut and things work out, the drugs then we'll see become the issue later down the line. Otherwise, I don't know. We don't see them affecting her, right? We don't see them having a negative effect on her at all like at all so i'm like well maybe that's for the future i yeah 
Yeah, we never know. see it at all. Like she, it's it's so interesting because like nothing happens to her. Like it's like things are happening to her, but nothing happens at the same time. Like I. It's interesting because I almost wanted the movie to be about the mom. Like, because I, I guess I am fascinated with, like, this woman who, the, I mean, Jazz says it at the beginning, like, oh, you're not holy. Because can you say that you only have eyes for your wife? So think about what that wife feels like to hear this child who's not hers call out the fact that her husband is a cheater. Then to go to church, have the pastor blatantly, like, shoot his shot. Mm-hmm. Got them pearls on, sister. Mm-hmm. Then she looks next to her at her husband, and her husband takes off the shades to see a woman's ass as she walks by. So it's like, then on top of that, they call her in to be a background singer for yes. her own daughter. I'm like, yes. so much is happening. Which is a great, which is like such a great moment, mm-hmm. except that the way that it's filmed it's like it almost like it's almost like the film doesn't want us to connect you know emotionally yeah i I have a thought about that that i've been kind of trying to figure out how to articulate but like i do feel like that remember that there's a there's a line in like there's a line in the first it might be the first scene when when jasmine's like i love you do you love me or whatever and beauty's like I do, but I just don't know it. Like, I, I, lo- I love you more than anything, but I just don't know it yet, right? Okay, so my, my interpretation of that line is, like, she does not actually say that there. This is how that character feels after the fact. You know, this this that character outside of there. And, I, and, I, and, to, and to your point of, like, the film maybe not wanting you to connect with, with that scene or with that emotion or with it, is I, is I wonder if, there are many times throughout where things are happening that literally it's like that's that didn't actually happen right there in that moment like that, you know, which is why some things feel disjointed and disconnected and not and not quite like they're a part of one one a, a whole in that way. Anyway, yeah, I just it's 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 weird, but it but it may it could be true. <laughs> you know, it could be a choice that they made. No, I get that. I think the thing that's so difficult about that scene with the mom being background singer is like, I was expecting Jennifer Hudson, I'm singing with tears in my eyes moment. Even though I know we weren't going to hear the mom sing, but we kind of saw her mouthing. I thought we were going to see the breakdown or maybe like Beauty was going to like realize what is happening and like feel sorry for her mom or something. But like, she just looks so stone faced. I was like, no one cares about this mom. Yeah, yeah, no, that is true. I mean, yeah, Beauty... This cause I I I actually interpret it as like because like she got the beauty got the record deal and things are potentially heading to an even more positive place than her mom's career was, that this is her mom's chance, even if it's yeah, your your daughter's the lead, but like her mom's chance to just kind of get her career, get a second chance at at success. And that that's a really like amazing wonderful thing and yes as the daughter who's a confident in her own skill and it seems they perform together all the time you would be overjoyed like oh my yeah. god you're giving my mom a chance like that's yeah i was expecting that give me a nod like you know when something, you see something some... yeah if you see your friend doing something you're like yeah like you're nodding you're smiling you're like she was just so stone-faced i'm like did you were you happy then we didn't have a scene with them afterwards to talk about it at all i think after that was we get the scene with like joy badass 
And I, okay, so I understand having a, a, a person to help cover for you. But it was like, okay, so maybe that makes sense. I was just like, he said you're like a kid because you haven't seen me with my clothes off. I'm like, everything about it was weird. Only because behind the scenes, only because I'm like, you can do that. But then when she was talking to Jazz, it felt like she was doing all this in front of her, which felt messed up. And then I guess trying to make her feel better about it. It's like, so is this, are you trying to sleep with this dude? Or are you not? I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. And also Joy Badass, like he was like, looked like he was from like 2022. I was like, what era? I was like, it also just came out of nowhere. Like that was the thing that was so c- confusing about it was like, we didn't see her. We didn't see why, you know? And I, And again, like, I understand, like, this movie was not trying to do, like, a, well, it's hard to say, because here's the thing. This is where it feels like it's like it's like both not trying to be conve- like doing conventional storytelling, but for the most part, it is, you know, <laughs> like, and it just like every now and then skipped out on not doing it like it just missed beats, you know, and it was like and that's the thing that goes back to my interpretive art thing where I'm just like, OK, like, is that intentional or did you guys just not like do what you're supposed to do? And then try to pass it off as art because it's it's so confusing to us. And I don't know what the reason is behind it. What's the reason for us not seeing, you know, where she's changing or why she's changing? Wow. And like everything is tele- like so much is telegraph. Like and then it's like I don't like there's the scene where she's sitting with Colonizer. <laughs> Colonizer. That's the character's name. And Colonizer's like like where they're practicing like an interview you know and she's like telling and she's like and like this is what you have to say and she's like why do i have to say that like like you only want me to do that because of like for you mean like white audiences like she says certain things like that like it's this scene and the scene when they're in the in the in the beauty shop and it's like one obviously exactly what you're saying draw like no shit like they she already even said that like she said that up top she was very explicit about it and then i'm like but i don't even understand why does beauty care about this? Am I supposed to just believe that she cares about it because like black people in general care about it? I, I want to know why this character cares about it. You know, like otherwise it just feels like a stand in for, you know, this experience that I'm already, it feels like a term paper. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't and know. even the commentary on like the way she was speaking, like, when colonizer <laughs> made that comment, I was like, "Wait, what was? What does she speak like? Not pro- like, yeah, improperly all the like time?" That? And yeah. then I was like, "Wait, isn't maybe this is the first time?" And she's, I said, "Ain't," and then that was the thing. But I didn't see that as a character choice from the beginning. So when even when that comment landed, I was like, "Wait, huh?" <laughs> well, but it's also hurt by the fact that we haven't been hearing her sing either right so like that that scene is the same scene where she's like you're going to do a different kind of song and it's like well but we don't have we don't know what the other kinds we don't know what these songs are (laughs) so yeah i mean and it's confusing to me that it's the 80s like there were certain times where i was like is it and maybe it was i'm just like i but like the way that the film the, the 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 kind of feeling of it i was like are we in the 50s like him being like, I'm going like, to to his wife, like, don't make me slap you in front of this woman. I'm like, is this 1957? Like, what? like uh, I'm not saying that this wasn't happening in the 80s. It's just like there was a there is a way in which things were happening that made it feel so much older than it than the actual time period. I think the movie was set in, you know, 
the start of the film when they were like, oh, the life's going to change and you can't do certain things anymore. I was like, oh, she's getting married. And now she's not going to. I literally uh, put it in my mind. That would have been a better movie. Way before and was like, oh, yeah, she's going to have to, like, you know, give up parts of her life because she's getting married and we're in that time. We didn't see any of that. Also, I can't get over the fact that this black man knows his stepson killed his biological son and did not like nothing happened. Well, did that happen? Is that well, is well, that we, what happened? Well, I don't, John, I don't, all I listen, all I know is know. he came back to the house. They both just punched each other in the face a bunch of times. One punch, you can kill someone with one punch. But you're supposed to be choking. He was choking them too. <laughs> but then they both were laying there. Yeah. Then he but goes. Then they were both lying. Down. I thought they just beat each other up. Bruh, his, his, I'm his saying, uh, I think it Abel and King, maybe yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> and then no one talks about it at all. No, and it, right. and no, <laughs> all he says is, he says one line Did my son Not do just that the dad. to your face? <laughs> Guys. Uh, what about beauty? <laughs> Oh. Yeah, and we only see the one brother in the end when he yes. gets greedy for the father. Oh. It's only one. It's only one. See Abel again. <laughs> we maybe Cain killed him. <laughs> and I'm like, that doesn't get addressed. The fact that the mom low key knows that they're trying to kill the girlfriend doesn't get addressed. But she got beat up by the drug dealer too. I was like, wait, they, I guess they weren't. They didn't have a good yeah, relationship. Yeah, did she get assaulted? I guess she got. She was in the hospital. Too. Are we supposed yeah. to assume that? Because I don't he was know. about to go give her a coke, right? And in the next scene, right. So we never saw them, and I thought I missed something, but I didn't want to go back. So they just no, ne- no, okay. we never saw it. <laughs> All right, great. Yeah, no. okay. It's so fun. It didn't even occur to me that I was supposed to think that Abel was was dead by the at the end of that scene. Me either. I was like, oh, it's fine. And I and and I'm sure he didn't appear again. I just didn't notice. See, you said the names Cain and Abel before I saw that scene. Oh, I did. I said the names Cain. No, one of you did in a group message. And I was like, it was me. Yeah, it was James. But I knew it was Cain and Abel. I remember thinking that, and I remember thinking when that scene was happening. Oh, he's gonna kill his brother. Same, same. But then, but when the scene ended. Exactly. When the scene ended, I was like, oh, I guess it's not happening. Oh, I guess dead. they just beat each other yeah, up. I was like, I don't know. I didn't think either of them was dead. I just... Right, right, right. And I was like, oh, the girlfriend's safe. Great. Like, that was my, re- I was relieved. Yeah, that's all I thought. I thought, I thought like, oh, I guess Abel stopped Kane and it was just show, I guess they just wanted us to show that Kane and Abel were fighting and they aren't going to show either of them being murdered. Or I was like, the police are going to come because they're seeing them fight and they're going to get shot. Yeah, so, something, something. There. Something bad's going to happen. Something. But then... Now maybe something did happen and we don't know. Wow, oh, now I think you're right. I think just, he's supposed to be dead. Just for the fact that he's not back, but it's, he just, we just why never would see they him shoot again? it that way? Because we never see anything that feels like it would be, it was a death blow. See, this is the thing. This movie is beautiful. And I, I uh, forgive me, I know John and James have heard me say this. I'm, I'm kind of getting like annoyed by things that are just shot beautifully. But when I think about the content, it's like, yeah, man, it looks good, but like that's not enough anymore. You know what I mean? It's like we've we I have seen movies copy Moonlight. I've seen people copy the aesthetic of Jordan Peele, and I get it. Like it's beautiful to pay homage. Like I mean, Beale Street looks beautiful. Like we've Barry Jenkins has a wonderful look, and I love that black people now know how to like. We now have ways to make our skin pop and like make it look very beautiful. But I'm like, but the content, my lord, when we go and literally. John Carlo was on his deathbed, on his deathbed, basically, and is like tells his backstory 
It ends with, I'm gonna need you to pay me what you owe me. Why? I was like, why? <laughs> what? What are you gonna why? use this money for? A better bed? For what, what, what reason? What? And I'm just what gonna say, doing? I'm just gonna say, maybe he didn't even say that. Maybe that was how he felt in that moment. <laughs> maybe that was the energy that he was giving her, but Inception. maybe he never said those words out. <laughs> he did. He said, I need you to give me what you Pay me what you owe. What does that I know mean? He did, but also, is what he hallucinating? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> James, James is making this film. James, of the ex- James is trying to say like none of these, yeah. like a lot of these scenes didn't actually happen. It, it's like the memory of, like, or just like Whose the, the idea of what. I guess beauties, right? It also would be odd if Kane actually killed Abel and no one ever talked about it, right? But also, but but also maybe. He did. <laughs> you know Yo, J- stop. I, uh, it's like, yeah, it is like a dream. You know, your dreams don't finish. They, they uh, wake up in the middle of your dream. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no. I, okay, I, this. I, she sat there. She had a conversation. I now then, want to watch. I actually want to watch this movie again to see if he comes back. <laughs> Okay, and then and because I meant to turn my turn this on. I mean, more somewhere over the rainbow is the is the like. No, yeah. John, don't don't no yes, no Jones. no. We're not doing this. The poppy killed and all the drugs. She was taking so many drugs. Yo, beauty and, so that, is, and that's why that's why it's so spotty because it's like she doesn't have the she doesn't have a good memory of anything. I don't like and what's she happening. can't you know emote herself oh because yes. she's under the Come influence. <laughs> I don't, she can't react. I don't like this. She can't invest in her life. I don't like any of this. No, none of that is real. Not, I'm gonna be uh, not to crush your dreams, John. Don't look off right. into the distance. Don't try to make it make sense. <laughs> it's not like anything, John. It's like nothing. It don't make sense. We've talked about this movie almost as long as it's. You know what? I'm gonna say one thing. This movie should have had. Okay, if that's cool. Okay. All right. Go ahead. I think this movie had a swirl. Okay, but it was cut. All right. Hear me out. I think there was a scene. What, what swirl? Come, ho, 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 John. I'm going to tell you oh what the swirl was in this day. Ka- oh, no. There was a I'm scene <laughs> with Giancarlo and the colonizer, a.k.a. Sharon Stone, we just never saw. Because if you remember the conversation, we, when she knocks on the door, like, I don't want her in the house. I want people to see her. Like, you got to let her in. And it's something they want to, they don't want to talk about it. They want you to make it, make you think that it's about like, oh, it's about music. But it ain't about the music, Okay. Anybody the music, Giancarlo and Sharon Stone used to make music. You feel what I'm saying? All right. You feel what I'm saying? And to me, that's why he was coming back all late and everybody was looking out the window when he was coming home because he had came back from being with Sharon. We just didn't see the swirl. You know what I mean? There's a scene. There is the scene. I was like, oh, this is confusing because we don't see what happened. They, they, you see them. He's in the bar or whatever, sitting. And then she, she's in the bar sitting or whoever. He, no, he's sitting. She walks in and then he walks up and follows her. And then. You know what happened. What? You know, everybody yeah. knows what happened. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. That, that was, that was, a, that was a time when, yeah. when deals were made. And that's why he was like, you better sign this deal. I had to work for this deal. That's what he said to her in the kitchen. I had to work for this deal. That's true. That's the kind of work also, he was doing. Yeah. Okay. Another thing weird with the contract is like, okay, Jazz tells Beauty ahead of time 
you should have a lawyer look at this contract. She was like, okay. And then you wait until the day of the signing contract where everyone's invited and it's an agreed upon time and day. And you say, oh, I need to have my lawyer look at the contract. Why not have them look at it before? See, see, because. Yeah, for for sure. (laughs) Listen, so many, but my problem is, is more so that after all of that happens, we never hear about it again until he's on his deathbed. And then he's like, give me my money. And I'm like, wait, how is she possibly keeping money from you? That's not how this works. The, the contract we, is, you, he and you know it. how I know? Yeah. We've seen so many films in which artists are getting swindled out of their money. And the reason they can get swindled out of it is because the money is not going to them directly. It's going to colonizer first and then it gets to them. <laughs> so how is she swindling? What? It, how in the, how you did she the sign a contract that he did, that he was forced her to sign and yet the contract somehow made it so that she has to cut him a check? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, he did. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he did. His whole speech to Abel was about himself and he thought he had, you know, the know-how to make a contract that would be in his favor. But in the end, he didn't. But I guess beauty still has power to change the contract. I don't know. Who knows? We don't know. the. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm done with this movie. That I I will say I'm done. that was the most ridiculous part of the movie. It was. It was I, the most. It, I said it already. It made, it, it's the worst line it, in the. It's the worst. It made <laughs> line no. It 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 made no sense on a multitude of levels. It also ru- It also like ruined the end because then it was like well now, I was like what what is he what do you, I truly did not understand what they were trying to say with that final scene. Strangely enough, I also was like, because we only, really the only interaction between Beauty and the father is, okay, relatively positive, I would say. Like, I didn't, I don't see them having like a terrible relationship where on his deathbed, he's like, can I have some money? That she would be like, no, you can't have anything. I was like, well, maybe you want to give your father something, something, even if he was not the best father out there. He I don't did know. Slam her up against the. For sure. Oh, that's true. So okay, their relationship went downhill from there. But also maybe that. <laughs> but did it? Didn't happen. <laughs> we, we don't know. <laughs> Who okay, well I'll say this. I'll say this for me because I like I said like this movie is very beautifully shot and like and um, the acting is really great and there's 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 a lot about it that is that 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 I did like. But I will say what I think would have made it stronger is if because like you like like we've been saying like we don't really know what's going on with beauty like we really need to get inside a beauty's head and like figure out what's going on her so like so if she if there was just a point and we never got to hear her sing either we never got to hear her sing so just if there was like some point you know where you know like say it's like when Giancarlo pushes her up against the 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 fridge she like she hits her head really hard okay and then when she comes to she's she's a songbird okay she's a she's a songbird that is you know and so it's like she's inside the songbird and through being a songbird like a literal song a literal songbird and like through being inside the songbird we like get to hear what her song is what the song is inside of her what and like we get to really hear like what is magical about her wait did she turn into a bird she turns into a songbird, bro. She's like Bruh. in the okay. in turning the song. by people okay. into animals. Oh, I think it would be good. So, so James, let me translate what you just said into yes. more realistic and 
something that could be added to the film. Why you okay, I, okay. I see. I see where you're going. Uh-huh. So she's like she's cocky mm-hmm. without having you? anything to back it up. Yeah, we have, yeah. Like we literally don't don't, yes. don't know her true talent. Don't and so anytime that she pushes back, if we were like, yeah, she's a badass singer. She's amazing. We, she inspires us. We'd be like, that's fine. And even her like la- like she's kind of looks bored a lot of the time. Like, or she's just like, you're right, just she's very flat. But if she had a Very crazy flat. talent that we witnessed, <laughs> yeah, like she turns into a bird, she turns into Stop. a bird. We would All right, no. Let's, let's get to the end of this. You know, Misha, don't help him. That kind of artist. No, no, we're done with this. This is this is done. The, you stay but trying to turn. The light is beautiful. The light is beautiful. I, when Misha, they had the moment with the sunlight, I was Misha, like, "That's he's nice trying to turn this black woman into a bird." Okay. I think she turns into it, she, but she doesn't turn into the bird. She's her consciousness. I think it's time. Is, is She's inside golden. The, She's golden okay. on stage. Let's not even because, do this, John. Look, in this. we don't we don't rate and review films based on how much we liked it. We rate and review films based on how much it helped the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. So if the film fully helped that cause, we give it a black fist. If it's somewhat helped that cause, we give it a white palm. If we feel like it didn't really help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. Interesting. So three, Say that one more time. What are the rules? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. did, it, did it help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood? Uh, it doesn't matter if it was good. Uh, did it help the cause? Fully uh, helped the cause, black fist. Didn't uh, someone help the cause, white palm. Didn't really help the cause, nothing. Wow. Count three, we'll ra- do our rating. Damn. All right, here we go. Wow. Here we go. Damn it. Wow. Hold on. Wait. I'm not ready. I am not ready. All right. Do the countdown, Brady. Do the countdown. I'll go. Okay. Here we go. Ah. I got a three. Uh, I got two. Oh, no. And I got a one. Uh, What y'all do? (laughs) All right. Three black fists and one white palm. That feels right. Yeah. Yeah. Why'd you give yeah. it a white palm, John? I gave it a white palm. <laughs> Reveal. Yeah, John. Why'd I, you give it a white palm? <laughs> I think that the lead of the this movie didn't necessarily do a lot of justice to the lead of the movie. So I feels it feels like it would be hard for the lead of this movie to get another leading role based off of this movie. That said, I think a lot of all of the of the other actors i would be like hey i want to see that person in a leading role so that's why i you know i gave it a i gave it a palm and it was hoping that you guys would all give it fists and that's what happened i along the similar lines i was like well i think everyone will be employed in the future I, who, what kind of role i don't know but i think they can use it as a jumping off point to for more opportunities so same. That's why I gave it a fist. I was like, it was black people I didn't know in this movie. Listen, if I would have been in this movie, I'd have texted all y'all niggas to watch it. You'd have seen me on IG. Come check out my Netflix. I would have did the same. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> the voice of you typing And if y'all would have tried, tried to give me a review, I'd have hung up the phone or, or blocked you. But I would have did it. So, like, to me, it's like, yeah, these people got parts and hopefully they get something else. Uh, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I... 
I agree with what everyone said. My, the only thing that was a potential hangup for me was I was like, oh, should I? The, what about the 20% on Rotten Tomatoes? I was like, oh, is that a thing? You know, is that something that I should take into consideration? But beyond that, like, it's it's directed by a black man. It's written by a black woman. And, and you know what I mean? And it's the start the cast. Like, yeah, it's true. incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we watched it. We watched incredible. it. Some tweaks of choices. We watched maybe. it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all fists. Yeah, exactly. Know? Tweaks of choices. Like, if she would have been a song, if there was a point where she became a songbird. All right. Well, Alicia, <laughs> thank you for being here and guesting with thank us. You. We know it's late on the East so Coast. Much. Oh, no problem. My pleasure. Can people follow you on, on social or anything? It, it, would you like them to follow you? Great. Yeah, no. Check check me out. Yeah, no. My social at Misha Brooks and my this, my name is spelled like Misha, or some people say my Isha, but it's Misha. Mm. So see, if you get ooh. confused, it's Misha. My Isha. M e i s h a. Brooks. There you go. <laughs> see, there you go. There you go. It's funny because one of my best friends in high school name was My Isha, but it was M Y E S H A. That makes sense. See? Mm-hmm. See? There you that go. <laughs> yeah. That's you talking and to I was everyone named that's after ever a British R&B you. singer. Yeah. Oh. So, Beauty, <laughs> the, you know, music themed. <laughs> you can follow me at James Third Comedy. James Third Comedy. Third is 3RD. You can follow me at Gerard Milligan on Twitter and Instagram. And again, big shout out to everyone who donated to the short. We picture locked, and now we're going to try to color and mix it, so hopefully we'll figure out a way for people to see a clip or something. I don't know. But thank you. You can follow me at John Braylock on Twitter and Instagram. And if you'd care to, I wrote on the new season of Grownish, which is out now. It comes out on Freeform on Wednesdays. But you can, of course, watch the episodes after they air on Hulu. So go check that out. All right. Well, you can follow us at Black Men Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmenpodcast.com is our website. We have links to merchandise, T-shirts, and pillowcases and things like that via T Public. We also have a defunct Patreon, meaning there's no new episodes. We're not doing any more. The James's 200 people to tweet at him failed. Oh, no, that that's dead. <laughs> no, one, okay. no one did it. But there's a year's worth of episodes on there. So if you haven't listened to them, you can subscribe to that. $5 a month for a bit. Unsubscribe whenever you finish. That's all good. Also, if you rate and review us on iTunes and give us five stars, we'll read your review on the air. I'm going to read two because one is, one is mean to draw. Okay, this one Wait, says, wait a second. <laughs> wait a oh, second. no. <laughs> this one is the reader and a stand. It says, yes, James and John are excellent. Jarrah's pride clouds his judgment. Oh, no. How? (laughs) Who is? What's the name? What's the name? He talks about that as bad. Hashtag justice for Fire Island. (laughs) (laughs) I knew Fire Island was going to do me in. Who who is that? Tell me me their name again. The name is a reader and Stan. I don't believe that's a real name. That's a bot. Well, they, that's a bot. They created it. John, right, John no, got a, a bot, and he, the John wrote that. I'll, I'll read another one. This is much longer and I, hopefully nicer. It's so long I didn't read all of it. Okay, hopefully. this is by hopefully. Two Tuan. It's spelled T W U A N. First time, long time. Sheesh. Been listening since back on Headgum, and look at y'all now. Keep up the great work. Please check out the movie Emergency on Amazon Prime. <laughs> For the college-educated brothers, this movie will definitely strike a great debate. 
Not not to mention the three main characters having a striking resemblance to the three of y'all. No spoilers, but you'll see. Oh, we know. P.S. John, those cold open intros, you're either draining a half-court shot or it's a straight air ball. <laughs> <laughs> but, but never stop shooting, LOL. Jarrah, never give up on the swirl until Hollywood can see past color. And finally, James III, shaking my damn head. Man, you got the best bits on the show. <laughs> okay. I don't even know where to start, but I'm just wondering for old time's sake, is Hancock good? Like, hear me out. I know y'all reviewed it, but seriously, is Hancock a good movie? Inquiring minds want to know. That's a great Honestly, that's a great question. I'm going to have to figure that out. I'm going to have to just... Hancock revisiting? I'm going to have to figure that out. Like, is it good? Because, like, I don't know. I mean... Thanks so much for listening. We will see you (laughs) next week. Peace. Bye. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Fonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Forever.